Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, the bank built and supported by industry super funds. Ever wondered about getting a better deal on your home loan? Well, it might be time to get in touch with MeBank. Whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a loan that's right for you with competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So stop wondering and start saving. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now here's the show. respond to all your consultants, make that phone call, just take action. It sounds small, but it it just gets things moving. Keeping focus and actually taking action were the first difficulties Ku faced heading into his property journey. I would say maybe just the focus side of it. So we'll, we always had, like most people, a an interest in investing. But in our early days, we probably actually never took the time to um, actually focus on it properly. Like we we were interested in it, but not. But more of a yeah, it was more of a, a part-time interest as opposed to actually wanting to get our hands dirty and and actually you know sit down, look for deals, crunch numbers. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably just uh, I think we we're just probably a bit more immature. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not really ready for the yeah for the actual trying to focus on on a goal and getting it done. When you first started, how old were you when you first started you know, looking at the properties? So probably mid twenties, I think, around there. Yeah, but having so look back at it, I kind of wish I took it a bit more serious back then. <laughs> It'll be a lot more easy now. And as for the best advice he's ever received, Ku reckons what Troy taught him about doubling down and focusing has been really helpful. The best piece of advice we got from Troy was the focus one. The um, really just focus on the the one thing we wanted to do and do that well. Um, so, so when, when I look back and I think about, so, so I still keep in contact with Troy, but when I th- actually think about Troy himself that, and what he's taught us, that that's the thing that stands out the most. Um, I, th- I think with um, teachings and developing itself, I, I think it's the process itself is not difficult to understand. Obviously, the getting through the processes are a challenge with counsel on that. So that education part of it, I think, um, 
you, you you'll pick up. But the the actual mindset, like you touched on, and the focusing is sort of what stands out when I think about um, Troy and his sort of teachings to us. And if I was to think about Dave, the thing that he always um, bangs on to us about is we can always go harder. So if we take a position on the market, we should take action on our position and, yeah, and just do as much as you can. In terms of moving forward, Ku believes that's always about doing the most you can. So we approached Dave to um, mentor us because we wanted to grow our business and we wanted to, I mean, we knew how to develop. We'd done, you know, a few successful development deals, but we said we, you know, what is the next steps? We don't know, like, you know, what do we need to do to become a proficient full-time investor over the next, so develop over the next 20, 30 years? And he said, well, you know how you're doing two deals at the moment? You need to do five. You need to look on how do you do 10 deals or 15 deals. You know, it doesn't, the numbers itself doesn't matter, but it's, it's what you want to achieve in, in your goals. And if you, if you want to make this a success, then you, yeah, you need to go hard and do as much as you can. So it's not so much the market itself. It's just sort of stretching yourselves and your capacity on what you can, can do in number of projects, size of projects. On the business side of things, Ku was taught that the growth of his business really depended on his own actions. So he was about more, um, yeah, like he said, the the business mindset. So it's not so much go hard and go bankrupt. If you want to do double amount of projects, like you need to understand how do you do double amount of projects. Do you need joint venture partners? Do you need investors? Or, you know, you need a... Um, you need to know how you get there, but whether you want to take that step, I mean, that's up to the individual. But if that's something you want to do, then you can. So if you need an investor and you want to do it, you go get an investor. So, yeah, so that's what he taught us from the business side of it. Ku's career as a property developer found success when they started to work on his business as opposed to in the business. Brother and myself sort of push each other. So we, I think you, you know when you go through tougher periods where you you kind of just have that feeling that you're not doing enough, I think. Um, so, yeah, like because I've got a um, business partner who's my brother, we sort of just keep ourselves um, accountable for our goals. And because and we've sort of got things churning pretty well, we've, even when we're not um, going hard, hard enough, going hard enough per se, we've, we've got stuff moving along. Um, that we can tick off each day just to keep the wheels in motion. And then when things sort of get a bit flat, sort of think, okay, what do we, you know, sit down and say, well, what do, what do we do now? Do we, you know, do we look for another project? Do we get more funding? Yeah, just yeah, looking at sort of working on the business as opposed to in the business. While Koo knows that most people would not be able to handle working two jobs at once, especially in the property industry, Ku makes it work by building on his networks and working relationships every year. So I would say this is not the optimum because because I do have um, I do have friends who are full time developers and I could see that they could definitely get stuff done a lot more efficient than I can obviously because they they got more time. But um, so in terms of how we get it done, it's I think it's from the 
the years of the relationship. So we've we've built up sort of six, seven years of relationships with um, a few different builders, um, brokers, um, like drafties, engineers. Where to be honest, if I need to get a deal done, I'll just send them an email with the drawings or what I need done, and they sort of action it. It's it's so for anyone thinking that it's easy to do, it, it would take you a bit of time to get those relationships. So if you think you can just work full time and send an email out at lunch and expect an engineer to do your drawings or prioritize your drawings, that's probably not going to happen. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's just the years of um, the relationships we've built and the the the, the quantity of work we've given back to some of these guys. Or guys or girls for them to, um, yeah, to get, I guess get that sort of priority um, on their list. Networking has always been a time-consuming challenge, and while these connections have rewarded coup, they did not come without sacrifices. So, so definitely is a challenge, or was a challenge in the earlier days, and to be honest, it still is a challenge in this market, and especially. Like, we're located in Melbourne and the Melbourne market has been very hot until probably the last six months. So trying to get agents to respond and that sort of stuff was, was still challenging. And there was obviously a lot of agents that came in, came into the market as well, so it made buying deals difficult. So we still have that challenge now. But in the earlier days, I should mention we did take a lot of um, time off to do it. So in terms of like leave and working from home days, I don't think people maybe not realise how big of a change it was for me to move three years as well to do this. So the, as I touched on before, the the planning role I have now was or is extremely flexible, and that was one of the reasons why I could do it. Um, but obviously, I give up my accounting and finance career for that. So yeah, you just have to find ways to get it done. Like if we took leave days, I mean, I had to change sort of the profession I was in so I could do this. Ku was able to secure his relationships with builders by being willing to pay them and give them jobs. I know a lot of people have issues with um, trying to get builders. Like I know I'll, if if you ask someone, someone will say, "Oh well." Just grab a project and get a builder to quote it, and then when you get, and then when you grab a set of plans and get a builder to quote it, they sort of just think, you know, who are you? Are you just wasting? You're just another tire kicker wasting my time. So it's yeah, it's not as easy as um, as some people say it is. But some of the consultants we we did have to pay for their time, um, but yeah, we were, we were quite we were quite open to the fact that. If we had to pay a builder for his time, we would pay him. So we weren't too concerned with, because um, I know a lot of people, that might be a, a bit of a an obstacle for some people trying to get feedback and actually paying someone for advice that maybe they're not going to use at the moment. But we're quite liberal in terms of doing that, and I can't remember any specifics, but if we, but I do recall if we had a job and we had consultant we wanted to use we would just give them the job without sort of um and i don't know this is the best practice without getting two or three quotes as they sort of tell you to do and um going back to that same person again you know to build that relationship coming up after the break we'll delve into ku's property development strategy where he shares the development process he always follows so our traditional process would be we would get the permits um, for the construction, we'd 
we would most of the time at the moment we assess whether there's any value in selling with permits. The good size of his pedantic habits. So there's that saying: if you you know try to do something um, every day towards your goals, that's sort of what I base it on. So there's his plans to go into property investment and development full time. So this is actually quite an exciting period for for us actually because we're sort of in that miss where we probably. Um, well, we, we can go full-time developing the next sort of 18 months. And that's next. I'm Tyrone Shum and you're listening to Property Invest Story. This episode is brought to you by MeBank, a different kind of bank built and supported by industry super funds. You could be getting a better deal on your home loan by getting in touch with MeBank. They offer competitive rates in two loan types, one with a range of features including the ability to fix your rate and have multiple offset accounts and another that's nice and simple with no ongoing fees. Both loans provide the flexibility of interest only or principal and interest. So whatever your investment strategy, you'll find a home loan that's right for you. Stop wondering and start saving by giving MeBank a call on 131563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply. Now back to the show. Hey podcast listeners, are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, then register your interest at propertyinveststory.com. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and I only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, visit propertyinveststory.com. Now back to the show. Continue on his development strategy, Ku has a high-level process he always commits to when developing a property. Like most developers would, would find, a, find a site. We try to develop close to home, so I mean, um, some... I am in the sort of Doncaster area at the moment of Melbourne, Box Hill sort of area. So we do deals from sort of uh, Manningham Council down to sort of Maroonda, sort of Croydon, Ringwood, where where it's a little bit cheaper than than up sort of closer to the city. Um, so we'll like anyone else, we'll just network of agents. We we would buy most of our stuff. Off market, I would, I dare say, but um, so yeah, it's just like the relationships um, with consultants. We have relationships with agents. They sort of bring us, bring us deals. Some, some good, some bad. Um, so our traditional process would be we would we would get the permits um, for the construction. We we would mo- most of the time at the moment we assess whether there's any value in selling with permits. And if not, then we'll yeah engage a an agent to to start marketing the properties off the plan, and then obviously once we've got our permits through council and um, and all the work and drawings, engineerings, and get the building permit, we'll engage a build and start construction. That's sort of the high level process. Ku is always assessing the risk before he makes any development or investment plans for a property. In the last sort of, not so much in the market right now because I know the market's sort of stagnated and sort of going uh, sideways at the moment. When the um, the Melbourne market was hot probably before the last six months, sites with permits were selling quite high and people were paying 
exorbitant prices for the permit. So it was just a, a checkpoint where we would just assess it to say, well, if we built it, would obviously take finance risk, construction risk, you know, how much profit would you make versus how much would we make if we just sold with the permits at the moment or even just, just selling with the land because, uh, yeah, the market moved so much during sort of the last two years. So, yeah, just assessing the risk. Is it, yeah, is it worth building for an extra bit of um, profit or is it is it better just to sell and move on to the next project? And, and that's more just a, a, um, a risk mitigation thing for us. That plus most banks require um, pre-sales now anyway. So how long do you do you wait between that process before you get people to actually buy the or you know, purchase it before it actually gets built or do you start the process of building? Depending on the funding options, with the projects we have currently, so if we're doing a three-unit three project, there is the ability to get funding and this is just from our personal sort of financial circumstances. Um, other developers might have different ones. So for three units, we're, we're able to get funding with no pre-sales but anything above we're required to get um, depending on the fund the 50 percent debt coverage or 100 percent debt coverage so you would require pre-sale so it's it, it, to be honest a lot of it's just driven by the banks at the moment or, or the fund the financiers yeah so they so if you know you need to get pre-sales um the earlier you start the better if Koo met himself 10 years ago what would he say to him I would say to him, get focused a lot more quickly and, and get focused and, and sort out what you want to do and stop procrastinating because I'm, I'm by rights quite a lazy person. I can relate. I end up procrastinating because it's too hard sometimes. <laughs> and what are you most excited about in your property development journey over, say, the next five years? So this is actually quite an exciting period for, for us actually because we're sort of in that miss where we probably... Um, well, we, we can go full-time developing the next sort of 18 months if we choose to. And we've got sort of projects that will will um, finish next year and, and probably a couple that will go in over the next 18 to 24 months. So, yeah, just just growing the business is probably the most exciting part and whether we take that that step of, um, you know, having, you know, not being so conservative and actually – relinquishing full-time employment and uh, yeah going as hard as we can in 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 our business yeah so i would say we do this full-time with part-time hours so so we would do three to four projects so for the last couple of years we'll do three to four projects per annum and and that's and that's constructing or selling with permits or you know just making a deal of, of any sort of um, property kind although we're not doing full-time hours we would we would we think we've got enough deals that it would cover us for full-time employment. <laughs> so, yeah, if that makes sense. For Ku, there is no minimum when it comes to the profits he's looking to make. Merely, it's time variant. So there's no minimum. So when we're assessing a deal, like when you just do sort of the raw numbers and you know they're, they're just draft numbers, we like to have sort of, sort of a minimum 250 in a deal. But obviously, things change in time and you might reassess as the project goes on and that changes so it could be so we've done a deal where we built three units in a suburb in Ringwood and that only netted us netted us 150,000 but we bought but we knew that going in because we bought the site with permits but it only took us sort of 15 months from buying to completion so short-term deal lower profit so yeah just 
It just depends on the deal. Ku's personal habit, which he finds most contributing to his success, is his tenacity to be really pedantic about things. I don't know if this is a good or bad one. So I, I'm quite pedantic in returning phone calls and answering all my emails, even if I have to stay up late at night. But um, yeah, that's probably so. There's that saying: if you you know try to do something um, every day towards your goals, that's sort of what I base it on. So if there's something that needs to be done, especially if I'm holding up a process. I absolutely hate that. So yeah, just to just re- respond to all your consultants, um, make that phone call. Just yeah, just take action. It sounds small, but it, yeah, it just gets things moving. It, it, it can be a, it's a bit of a catch to me too, because sometimes I get too into the detail of doing stuff that I forget. I need to look at the bigger picture and, and see where the business is going. So that's, I guess that's a downside of uh, having that sort of uh, uh, addiction to getting my property stuff done. Books and other mentoring resources have been irreplaceable for Ku on his property journey as they propelled Ku into property investment. The reason we actually got into property or the, one of the, one of the reasons why it sort of um, piqued our interest was so for my birthday, my brother actually bought me the that you know the infamous zero to 130 properties in three and a half years that had you know Steve McKnight and Dave Bradley in it. Um, so that was so we always had an interest in business. So that but that book was probably the one that sort of thought, oh well, this is quite interesting. You know, the things that you can actually do with property as opposed to just buy and hold. So that was probably the first um, resource that we had that sort of got us into the um, property investing sort of area. I guess all the other books that most people have touched on, the Robert Kiyosaki books as well. And yeah, but we've been pretty lucky in terms of mentors. So we've had, I mean, as I mentioned, we were part of results and that sort of gave us a good good sort of foundation on goal setting and that. So we've had um, Troy Harris that really, he's the one that taught us how to develop in terms of the process and the yeah, the process, the timing on, on really how to how to get the, the best and highest best use out of a site and um, maximise the financial gains from a project. Um, so we've also been lucky enough to have Dave Bradley as our mentor. So he's, he's really, he's, he's not so much about developing itself. He was more around sort of their business mindset and on how to grow the business. Um, so, yeah, so we've been fairly... Fairly lucky. It's come at, come at an expense, but I think ourselves were quite. And for those who are looking to learn more about Ku and his development business, he shares his contact details. So I have a uh, website which is hwdhomes.com.au. So that's um, so that's our development business. And if you want to contact me. So my email is sunhop, so it's S-U-N-H-O-C at hwdhomes.com.au. Thank you to Sunhop Ku, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Also, are you interested in small investments with big profits? If the answer is yes, Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to register your interest. When you sign up, you'll receive deals at wholesale price which I've negotiated with the vendor. These deals generate positive cash returns from day one and I only send these out exclusively to my community. To find out more, text me your email address on 
10.40. Thanks for listening. If you love the show and you're ready to get serious about saving on your home loan, give MeBank a call. MeBank is the bank built by industry super funds, famous for their competitive rates and flexible home loan options. So, whatever your investment strategy, you'll find the loan that's right for you. Call MeBank on 131 563 or visit mebank.com.au. Terms and conditions apply.